Well, hey, you. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Hit the Deck. This particular Hit the Deck is going to be something a little different and a lot special. And that is because just this past Saturday, James and myself, say hello, James. Hello, folks. And myself, we went out to Massapequa, New York for the grand opening of the Lou Anthony Sports Complex, including a brand new spanking deck hockey rink from Deck Superstars. Now, if you listen to episode 150, you know all about Deck Superstars and you know all about the Empower Play project, which brought this brand new rink into being. So if you want to know more about that, you can listen to episode 150. We had a great conversation with Kelly Kay all about that. And uh, honestly, it's worth listening to regardless, because there's a lot of cool stuff that Empower Play and Kelly do. And you'll want to know more about that. And hey, just for context about what we're talking about here, you'll want to know about that. But assuming you are caught up, the reason that we're not doing the usual theme song and all the, the, the trappings of a regular episode is because this is not a regular episode. This is a special. This is a hit the deck special. And what we have done here is when we went to the grand opening, yes, that's right, James and I went to the grand opening in Massapequa on Saturday. When we went out there, we were able to broadcast from the proceedings live to tape. And, you know, it, it's even though we didn't send it out via our stream live because of, let's say, technical concerns, we thought it would make for a better product doing it this way. We wanted to capture the spirit of a live podcast. So that is what we are presenting to you here. We recorded it as if it were live. And so it's not quite as polished and it's, it's a little more, you know, just kind of stream of consciousness than you would usually get from us. And uh, that's why it, it may sound a little disjointed and some things might be a little repeated because we recorded periodically throughout the day as events unfolded. So that's what you're going to hear. We want to put you right there in the middle of the action where we were on Saturday. And really, to quote Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's all I got to say about that. So we'll send you out to us on Saturday. Welcome to the Hit the Deck podcast, the special opening day edition, opening ceremonies edition of the Hit the Deck podcast. It is, of course, deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey and sneakers. It is also our very, very great privilege and our very great opportunity to come to you here semi-live from the newly christened Lou Anthony Sports Complex in Massapequa, New York. We are broadcasting here from the scorer's table, the scorer's box. We have our own little setup. If you've been following our social media, then you've seen it. And I, of course, am your American rhino, Gary McComiskey. And with me, as ever, is my steadfast co-host, so I'm not on defense today, but uh, how you doing? I'm James Sajazi. You may yet be, James. The day is young. <laughs> right. We do not know. The reason James does not know if he will be on defense today, and that is because we are coming you, as I said, from the live. We are we are live <laughs> coming from you. Not we're not live. Okay, Yoda. I, I oh man, I've had too much to drink, uh, and and by drink I mean water, because you know. It is, uh, oh my goodness. So we are coming to you here from the Lou Anthony Sports Complex, which is primarily focused 
on the little chillins, the little, the small children. Children are our future and deck hockey is the future of children. That's ambitious. I don't know, that, that's not what that means. Anyway. It's an option. It, it, yeah, it's an option, but it's not like, it's not like, you know. You will play deck hockey. <laughs> yes, that is. You, if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding. If you don't play your hockey, you, you won't be let out of the house. Oh, criminy. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down now. <laughs> so does it get any better than this, American Rhino? I have to say, I love me some hockey, and there's nothing better than what we're doing right now. We are sitting in the scorers box here in Massapequa. One of us considerably higher than the other, and actually able to see the action. We are sitting here in the scoring box and we are broadcasting live to tape here at Hit the Deck. Yeah, and if you hear the uh, banging and stuff in the background, those are actual puck balls being hit against the boards because we are right in literally the scorer's table and box. So you're going to get all the action. Those are some of our fans trying to get us to stop. Yes. But fortunately, <laughs> we are caged in and protected. Yes, flanked by each penalty box. I don't know if we should take that as a hint or what. <laughs> were we even invited here? <laughs> no, we were told we could use the penalty box. We should take that as a hint. <laughs> if you want to be here, get where you belong, freeloaders. But really, it's a beautiful day. Couldn't ask for better weather. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yes. It's a wonderful day for hockey. Get to the deck. Hit Get to Massapequa! <laughs> Do it now! Do it now! But yeah, as uh, the American Rhino was saying that a um, few times when he's gone to, uh, to the end there, Montauk, that uh, it's much more convenient to get there with a helicopter or a chopper. Yes, yes. But for so if you want to, if you want to see the famous Montauk Lighthouse, then get to the chopper! But uh, Massapequa, you'd be happy to know, is a much easier and quicker route. Come with me if you want to play! <laughs> I mean, it's, there, there are very few accents that it, it's easier to do. I mean, not well, but <laughs> you, can, you can do like, you know, you can do a bad, just about anybody can do a bad Schwarzenegger and you'll know what they're trying to do, whether whether they do it effectively or not. I remember in college, this was after I had graduated, but I went back and worked at St. John's for a while in the theater program, well, theater program, not program per se, but their, their theater group. And there was a student there named Craig Smith was his name. And he he did like, I mean, he did a, a very good Schwarzenegger and a very good walk-in. He, Ooh. His Schwarzenegger was so um, involved. He was so committed to his Schwarzenegger that he actually wrote a, a one-act play that he starred in um, as Schwarzenegger that was just based around his, some of his more famous action movies. Did that come to uh, reality or that's kind of... By the I, I honestly, I think it did only because I have an image of him in my mind in a leather jacket and sunglasses. <laughs> I, I, and I think like the, the get to the chopper was, was one of the like 
part of the finale, the uh, the denouement of the piece. But uh, yeah, American Rhino, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving the um, the listener's eye, if you will, uh, describing this amazing deck hockey surface that Kelly Kay so graciously described for us on the podcast. So hopefully uh, you'll be hearing that soon, too. James, you just want me to stand up because no, I can't no. see the facility unless I stand up. Stop whining. All right, I'll, I, I'll do it. James, I will describe for you and for the listener, not so much for you because you're standing here looking right at me, but I will describe for the listener what my personal setup is right now. I, in my infinite wisdom, as we were leaving in order to come here, James grabbed me. He said, uh, he didn't physically grab me. He picked me up in his truck. Uh, uh, he said to me, he said, uh, do we have everything? I said, you know what? We should bring you some. Hit my son. <laughs> you suck my battleship. <laughs> um, hey, you get a sticker. It's, it came up. It's still up. Yeah. It's, our banner is still up. Yes. <laughs> um, That's a good uh, So he says to me, uh, are we good to go? I said, you know, we should, I have some pouch chairs, the, the little folding, you know, folding chairs that, that go in the, the pouch sling that you can put over your shoulder. And I said, we should bring them because we don't know if we'll have seats. And so I, I grabbed said chairs. And in fact, we got to the scorer's table here where they set us up so graciously in Massapequa in the deck superstars facility of the which was crafted in partnership with Empower Play as James mentioned the Lou Anthony multi-sports complex here and so what happened is we came in here we set up the chairs I got I got everything set up and I said all right let's sit down and broadcast some hockey let us cast some pot. And so I sat down and I looked to my left and I see the wall of the scorer's <laughs> bench because I am so low. So I cannot see a blessed thing except the trees and sky from where I am sitting. So in order to accommodate your request, James, I will need to rise, rise from your chair. You know what, that's not right. I always thought, in my mind's eye, I'm obviously, referencing Altered Beast, the famous game from the Sega Genesis. And uh, I, I, in my mind, when I look back on that or think back on that as an adult, I always thought it was like a rise from your grave, like kind of a digitized thing, but it wasn't. It was like Zeus. He had that deep baritone, rise from your grave. So I will rise from my chair in order to describe the facilities. So let me do that. I am up. I'm up, ladies and hey. gentlemen. Yes. Hey. Down in front. Yeah. Right. So, all right, James, I will, for your benefit, for your benefit, listener, I will describe this gorgeous facility where we have the privilege of broadcasting from today. And so in front of me, I see a vista, a vista of deck hockey court. It is brand spanking new. It is uh, basically a sport court material and it is you know, it's tile. It's just interlocking tile all over the place. As far as the eye can see, center lines, circles, nets, goal lines, blue lines, although they are yellow in this case. And uh, it's, it's, it's very nice. I see a sea of children who are playing deck hockey. Not, not an organized game. They're just kind of scrimmaging and, and practicing. And really, I think that's that's kind of at that age. This is just as important, if not more important than the actual playing of the games, because 
you know, it's when you practice and do things like this that you get a sense of the game. And that's, you know, I, that's just in front of me. Nets at either end, next to me on either side. I see a penalty box. I see benches. Everything is shiny new. Everything is beautiful. It is gorgeous. If you are anywhere near the Massapequa area, you should come on down to the Lou Anthony Sports Complex and you should definitely check out the brand new facility. Uh, maybe you can score a goal and it'll go up right on that scoreboard in the corner. And maybe uh, you, in fact, can become a deck superstar. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff uh, lined up for today, too. The grand opening is set for 12 noon. They have uh, the, the baseball field is right in the, behind us right now, and they have uh, batting practice going on. They have it scheduled from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Of course, as Gary just said, for the uh, scrimmage on the deck hockey surface that started at 10 o'clock so we're going strong with that and kicking things off on the festivities this afternoon we have Mr. Craig Stanton himself here thank you for stopping by and sharing some of your time with us here on Hit the Deck. It's great to be here you know and Power Play is uh, thrilled to be behind the construction of this uh, new state-of-the-art facility here for deck superstars out in uh, Long Island and it really is beautiful it's a beautiful day the rink is just glistening I mean it really is just, just a, a futuristic looking video game rink it's uh the kids love it yeah i'm just uh you know this is something that i could see in like a nhl 94 right. with uh I, i'm half expecting to look out and see the little stars around the feet <laughs> of the, the kids that are playing uh so you are not only craig a cornerstone member of the empower play project but you are also a very important member of hockey in harlem are you not yes uh, i've been involved uh, ice hockey in harlem one of the basically founders for 30 years been on the board of directors the last 18 and i'm still very active as a volunteer with the children each week i i teach up in harlem a, a classroom not actually on the ice but a uh, educational hockey knowledge series where we try to give all the kids all the background and information of the history of hockey, the pageantry, the passion of hockey, the rules, the players, all these fun things. And we use things like hockey to teach them things like geography and math. Like all the kids know in Canada, they have provinces. Like we have states. Mm -hmm. What makes Quebec interesting? Oh, they speak French in that province. Why is Ontario interesting? Oh, the Hockey Hall of Fame and the capital Ottawa's there. So I love working with the kids in Harlem. And you know, for 30 plus years, the goal has always been to you know, bring hockey to underserved communities and put more sticks in kids' hands and opportunities. And that's what really brought me to empower play with Kelly. And uh, you know, we really had a, a kindred spirit in what the mission is and a passion for bringing hockey to places that it may not normally be and make it more accessible. So that kind of kicked us off in our partnership and it's really uh, just been a dream to, to, to continue my, my love of bringing hockey to, to more kids. And uh, here today you see all these kids out here all different ages. So, I mean, you know, we're doing something right. Now I'm curious, I think the, the idea of kind of a classroom teaching of hockey is very important in giving the kids a foundation. That's not something that I've heard people doing very often. When you get into that, do you also kind of get into strategy with the, the you know, this is, this is why when you set up a play this way, it works. This is kind of, this is how hockey tends to flow. So if you play in a matter more like so, that will tend to lead to more success. That is something that we try to do because we want to help the coaches on the ice so they have less explaining to do mm -hmm. in theory so that they can really, you know, touch the pucks more than talk. Now, our kids are fairly young. Mm. The classroom are basically ages uh, 9 to 11. 
So, you know, that's not the super advanced kids yet. So we really try to give them a lot of basics and foundations. I mean, look, trying to understand offsides and icing is still a difficult thing. I know for, for adults, I know. Um, <laughs> but um, it is part of what we do to give them the concept of what a power play is and, 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 and how you penalty kill and what the theory is and when you go into the zone, first man, second man, third man. So yes, we do try to work with some strategies to really help the coaches do more things when they're on the ice physically with them. So, Again, it's all part of just educating them and giving the kids a background of the sport. But I think it's really interesting, especially through the Harlem situation, that you know you got kids in Harlem that know as much about you know Jerome Agilna and you know Sidney Crosby as they do about LeBron James these days. I mean, it's really it's a fascinating thing to watch in the in the interest and and the joy of being a hockey player. I mean, you know, these kids feel like superheroes. They kind of look like Avengers with all this equipment and stuff. And walking walking through Harlem, they they feel great pride with all their stuff. So you know, it really is. Is a wonderful thing to see for someone who loves hockey to see it grow in such a you know like I always say ice grows in Harlem right. yeah and you know we continue to do that and it's funny you talk about education that is the goal I mean that's our motto education is our goal that is the ice hockey in Harlem way and you know we send kids to prep schools and colleges we've got kids playing division three hockey now so again you know if we make the next uh, superstar that's great but we're more interested in getting kids better prepared for life you know yeah, well, you know, it's. I think this goes back to something that we were talking recently with Kelly Kay about, with the idea of hockey, you know, the demographics of Harlem being what they are, you, you generally don't associate it with hockey just because uh, the type of neighborhoods that, yeah. you know, Harlem has, generally the people who live there tend more towards other sports. But what Kelly was saying, and what sounds like you're saying as well, if you level the playing field and give people access to hockey and just kind of make it equal, like this is something that you can do as easily as you can play basketball or football or, you know, or soccer or what have you, then it is universally appealing. So I think what, what you're talking about and what you're you've right. been doing for years validates yeah. that. Well, you're right, and that what's really you know brought me and, and connected me to Kelly and the Empower Play project is that you know youth sports in general is kind of broken. You know, we, we, we need to give more people access to more sports without having them mortgage the family house to do that. And hockey in particular can be very expensive. My son plays travel hockey. I know how expensive it is. My friends have older kids. Every weekend there's somewhere else and the equipment, you know, the skates and started $200, go up to eight, $900. And how many people are out there, kids, that are, you know, have never picked up a hockey stick, have no idea what kind of skill sets they may have. Go pick up a stick, start playing hockey at an Empower Play rink around the country, like here at Deck Superstars, and they start seeing, wow, I got skills, I can stick can, I can do all these things. Well, then you take it to the next level and you learn how to skate. Because hockey is such a unique sport. We need to do two disciplines. We need to learn how to play that sport and the skills, but we also need to know how to skate, put it on skates. But here, if you start here, it's economical. These kids can come right from school in their sneakers and put a stick in their hands, and here they are playing hockey, running around. I love playing street hockey as a kid, roller yeah. hockey as a kid. But here we're taking it even back. Forget the roller rink, just with your sneakers. Foot hockey, street hockey, that's where it starts, right? You know, backyard, down the street, schoolyard, wherever it is. You know, here, the, the PAL set up here with deck superstars. You know, getting more people to play hockey. It's a growing sport. You know, it's like years ago, basketball, they were putting basketball courts everywhere and more kids started playing basketball. Yeah. Well, at Empower Play, we feel put more hockey rinks will be the next basketball. More kids will be playing hockey. And you know, look, already on the USA hockey level, USA Hockey in the last 10, 15 years has ginormous. The hockey hotbeds now, where are they? Arizona and St. Louis. 
it's absurd, right? Yeah. It's not Minnesota anymore. It's not Massachusetts. So, you know, hockey is growing. The skill level, the more kids that play, the higher the skill level. Mm -hmm. You know, soccer's trying this, but they're not really going to get there. I think USA Hockey has done a better job. We're doing great in the World Juniors, the under-18s, yeah. all that stuff, phenomenal. You know, we're basically favorites, you know, and w with Canada every year. or. Russia, whomever, Sweden, but you know, Finland won this year, but still, US is top, and look at the draft this year. How many guys in the first round were US? 10, yeah. 8, yeah. 9, 10, sure. something crazy. So we want to keep that trend going. And like what we're doing here today, this opening of this rink, you can see all these kids out here, you don't know who's going to be the next Mike Ruzioni. No. You know, you don't. So what is the thing you're looking forward to the most about today's event, Craig? I'm just looking forward to seeing all the kids enjoying themselves. I mean, look, more than anything else, it's about having fun. You know, that's what I tell the kids all the time. You having fun today? We're here to have fun. Win or lose, as long as we're having fun, we're loving our sport, we're being physically active, which is key. You know, youth sports is about activity and physical fitness, and this keeps you fitness. You gotta do a lot of running on this. Absolutely. You know, running, skating is great for cardio, keeping kids active, but you know, just seeing all the smiles in everyone's faces and these kids out here really enjoying this beautiful new rink yeah. on this fantastic day. And, uh, you know, great support from the PAL and all the people out here. It's a wonderful event, and, and, and we hope that this can be a trend. And we can certainly do more in this neighborhood, in the tri-state area, as well as around the country. You know, our goal is, you know, with Kelly, we want to do 2,000-plus rinks in the U.S. That is a noble goal and one that we will be tracking very closely on Hit the Deck. Craig, if people want to learn more about ice hockey in Harlem, how can they learn more about that? Well, uh, they can always go online to uh, icehockeyinharlem.org. And our website is uh, juicy and chock full of lots of information and history and all that good stuff and stories of our successes and all these kids that have you know, been in the program. See, it's pretty amazing that you know, the I, I, kids I've coached, I'm coaching their kids, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, they're about to have more kids themselves. So I'm, I, <laughs> I, I'm on the verge in the next couple of years of being in like third generation kids, families. So, but no, Ice in Harlem, you can go online, icehockeyinharlem.org. And we're always looking for any kind of support for people out there interested in that. And you know, we're, we're just here to kind of help the hockey world expand and uh, open to more kids. Craig Stanton, we really appreciate you stopping by the podcast here. And uh, thank you guys. Have My a pleasure. great rest of the day. Great, have a great event. Thank you. All right. Bye. Uh, it was awesome. That was a nice surprise to be able to talk to Craig there about not only ice hockey in Harlem, but obviously about his involvement here with the Empower Play project and the Deck Superstars rink that they have constructed here, this beautiful facility we were just talking about here in Massapequa. And honestly, I, I think, you know, James, one thing that struck me when Craig was talking to us just now is he was talking about how it's so important for, you know, the children to be able to get hockey from a young age and grow up with it because that helps the U.S. generally, uh, the U.S. representation of hockey. One thing that he didn't mention, but I think is very true, is the fact that if you think about it, the I think in recent years at least, the most dominant segment of U.S. hockey has been unquestionably the women. Yep. And you know, women's hockey is not a huge thing here in the U.S. So uh, the the fact that that is the case is really cool. But I think that can only get better because when you give kids the opportunity to play, I mean, what, what's kind of unspoken there is that you are giving girls the opportunity to play, young girls, the opportunity to see that hockey is not just a boys sport. Hockey is somebody that everybody can play and excel at. I'm looking out at this court, this rink, 
this brand new facility right now and I see girls shooting around with the boys. And it's really, it's, it's just, as a father of a girl myself, I think that is really important and really kind of validating. And that's the point of it too, is that there, there's no excuses anymore, all right? There's, it's for everybody and when they say deck hockey's for everybody and we say it, we mean it. So that doesn't matter if you're a boy, if you're a girl, if you're old, if you're young. And as Kelly was saying too, and as we've said so many times, you take the skating intimidation out of it and just come out and have some fun. I mean, really, as, as it's been said too, as Craig alluded to as well, is you don't even know, maybe you have a, a knack for this sport and you didn't even realize it. You know, it's, stick handling is, uh, is, is pretty challenging and maybe you instinctively know how to stick handle and look up at the same time, which is something that a lot of early hockey players, I know I did, struggled with to master. And you have the ball as opposed to a puck, which is a little bit easier to, to handle too, once you get that, uh, get that down. Exactly, it's, it's just fun and th there's no barriers. Everything's cool, it's inclusive. There's nobody with any chips on your shoulder. There's nothing to prove except just come out and have some fun. And the NHL has really put its money where its mouth is and so have uh, Kelly Kay and, and Craig and all of their efforts and just building this beautiful deck surface here with, with the boards and the scoreboard. And it really just makes it so much more fun. I know speaking from personally, anytime that Gary and I have uh, participated in leagues or in tournaments, it's always so much better and so much more fun to play in a rink that is designed for hockey. And this, is, this can be used for roller hockey as well. And as Kelly was saying too, not only just for hockey, it could be converted to volleyball and tennis or whatever else, uh, even lacrosse if you want to, which is great. And the versatility is important. You could play year round and all that stuff. So especially as a defenseman and Gary's a goalie, if you could play in a rink, it really just opens up a whole other level and teaches you the game so much better as opposed to playing on a basketball court or somewhere where that's not enclosed. Uh, you can use the boards and you know your positioning better and it's, it's the way it should be. And they, they've done such an excellent job to not only invite people to play, but to give them a reason to come out and play. And uh, again, as we've said so many times too, and, and even here in Massapequa, that you, can, you just need a stick and some sneakers um, and then uh, for the leagues, which is very cheap to, to play in a league or economical, you just get a helmet and some elbow pads and shin guards and you're good to go. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's the other thing too, is that you don't have to wait for ice time either, which yeah. anybody who's played ice hockey or have even skated on ice knows how difficult that is. You have to get up at ungodly hours and you have to get kicked off before you're done warming up. None of that is a problem in deck hockey. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that is, the beauty of the sport. I mean, we've, you know, we've beat that horse into the ground to mix metaphors, but frankly, it, I mean, it, it is just on its own. That is the, the most fundamental truth. I think about deck hockey is that it is easy. It is fun. And it is something that nearly anybody can do just with, with, with minimal training. And, you know, even I would say uh, minimal experience with, with that kind of thing. One thing that you had mentioned before, James, about not being able to, you know, stick handle uh, very well, kind of struggling not to look down at the puck and to look up. As somebody who routinely plays goalie, I very rarely actually step outside of the, 
the goal, you know, and, and, and go out and play with a stick. That is something that I struggle with all the time. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a confidence thing and, and the idea that you just kind of come to it and you eventually learn where the puck's going to be instinctually, but I'm not there yet. So in many ways, in, in many respects, I am, you know, I'm right there with these kids, some of these kids that are out here playing today. And this whole facility is just a dream come true. Uh, I'm, I'm 41 now, so hopefully uh, the, the window isn't completely closed on uh, having fun, but having a baseball field right over here with the synthetic infield, a la the Brooklyn Cyclones, if you're familiar with uh, that wonderful franchise, and congratulations to them for making it to their World Series. And then to the, our right, you have basketball courts, and right in front of us, this beautiful deck rink. It's a sports fan's dream, and for a youngster, this is definitely a place you'd love to hang out, and I wish I had when I was growing up. It, you, you probably couldn't drag me away from a place like this, and there's lighting too, so you can't beat that. So yeah. you can play well through the evening. It looks like beautiful LED lights too, so it's yeah. not that kind of weird greenish, bluish, uh, you know, vapor lights that, that you used to get. This is like, this is gonna be bright and crisp and clean. The shadows aren't gonna be weird. It's gonna be just like a well-lit facility. And there's a parking lot too. So all the convenience is there. There's no excuse not to check it out. Yeah, and as James was saying, they, this, is, this is a multi-sport facility and they are opening not just the deck rink today, they are opening the basketball court. They are reopening the baseball field, which was completely overhauled. This is, uh, I mean, I know, I know it sounds like a commercial. We don't actually work for Massapequa, but uh, <laughs> no, I mean, this is, it's a great facility. It really is of the facilities I've been to. You know, I wish we had parks like this where we live in, in Brooklyn and Queens, James, honestly. Yeah, so best of luck to Deck Superstars and Power Play, and in this case, the Nassau County Police Activity League. Mm. Really well done. This is the blueprint of how it should be done. Mm -hmm. And yes, as uh, Gary was saying, hopefully that with the success of this deck rink, maybe we'll be a little bit closer to home in Brooklyn and Queens and, and other boroughs for our sake here in the East Coast in the New York area. Yeah, and given that it is the Police Athletic League facility and it is on their property you would think that there would be pretty good security here for the kids as well that's you know very good point too that is extremely important spoken like a true father yeah, as you well, are american rhino indeed. there is nothing more important than your child's safety and uh with parental guidance and and having the backup of of the police you can't beat that too so excellent point it's safe it's fun and there's i mean I don't think we could come up with enough adjectives of how amazing this really is. No, I mean, indeed, I, I do not think that I could come up with that many adjectives either. So I think we should stop trying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looks like they are just about ready to start the grand opening puck drop ceremony. So we'll come back and talk to you a little more on the other side of that. So, you know, for you, it will be but seconds. But for us, it, it'll be uh, just a little while. So. We'll be right back. And we're back. James, why don't you tell us what we're doing here today? All right. Uh, yeah, we are here uh, broadcasting semi-live. Hello, buddy. Got some, uh, want some stickers? Uh, we have a little fan here interested in some stick. Yeah, just there you go. Push it up. If you want that sticker, you're going to have to earn it. That's what James is saying. Thank you, buddy. What's your name? Matthew. Matthew? Nice to meet you, Matthew. Have fun out there. You having fun today? 
Good boy. All right. Yeah. So one of our one one of our fans, <laughs> children are the future of deck hockey, and apparently Matthew is the future of hit the deck. So yeah, welcome to the podcast, Matthew. But anyway, yeah, what we are here for is uh, we were graciously and humbly invited here by Kelly K to help promote what he is all about, Deck Superstars and Power Play, and of course the uh, Nassau County Police Activity League to just cover this wonderful re-grand opening of the uh, Lou Anthony Sport Complex and uh, the gem which you know Gary and I are really here for this beautiful deck hockey rink which is state-of-the-art and as beautiful as it was described by Kelly so uh, definitely listen to Hit the Deck 150 for more on that. Um, and I the, believe uh, that Matthew is the future. Probably some other kids also. Yes, young Matthew uh, <laughs> was uh, kind enough to say hello and uh, we had some stickers for him. So maybe we could get a new listener or two from that. But uh, he is exactly what this is all about. A young, young boy here uh, enjoying deck hockey and uh, maybe he will be a member of the leagues that they have available here. But uh, for the meantime, the event's scheduled for today. I'm gonna interrupt you again, James, because I enjoy it. I don't know if you noticed Matthew's stick just now, but it was taped with American flag tape. So that was, that was an enjoyable thing for me to see. Yes, and he's wearing camo shorts too. So a, a young man after our own hearts, deck hockey fan, and uh, we do appreciate that his interest in this too. But um, anyway, right. yeah, for the events going on today, we were here since the beginning, so graciously uh, invited by uh, Seb and, and company here to uh, welcome us. And we are set up here, as the American Rhino said, in the uh, scoreboard area. So we are between the penalty boxes, but we are behaving. And the festivities kicked off around 10 a.m. this morning, and the uh, open deck hockey for anybody who was here. And uh, it's been really going strong since uh, the, the young kids came out here, adults too, and then uh, they had the opening ceremonies at noon, and then this continues too, so if you're in the area, if you're listening to this podcast, or if you were uh, checking us out for the uh, Facebook uh, Live, you can come out right now and uh, check it out, because it's going strong, there's uh, deck hockey for adults too, from 3 to 4, scheduled from 3 to 4, for uh, 8 to 10 year olds, 11 a.m. to 12 noon, so that is past. For 11 to 13 year olds, one to two, and 14 to 17 year olds from two to three. There is also ice cream, compliments of the Massapequa Pal. Wait, there's ice cream? Yes, there is. James, um, I'll see you in a little while. Excuse me, there's something very important that I have to do. So the American Rhino will definitely treat himself. Because, and thank you, American Rhino, too, as all the thank yous are going out for all the equipment and making ice this cream! possible. Food compliments of the American Beauty Bistro. The New York Islanders were here in full force. They had a bounce house, but they are about to bounce themselves. Hi as, uh, there you go. As uh, Sparky was here too, and he was shooting around with the kids, having some fun. The New York Rangers, well represented as well as defenseman and captain great, Mr. Ron Greshner is here. So uh, if you have the opportunity, maybe go up, get an autograph or say hello or a pat on the back and say thank you for his great career and all that he's done for the Rangers. And there's also face painting, twist balloons, a live DJ, if you can hear in the background, prizes and so much more. It's a beautiful day. You can't ask for a better day than this. So if you're in the area, you want to play some ball, want to play some deck, want to shoot some hoops, this is the place to be in Massapequa. If you can't hear the DJ in the background, it sounds a lot like... 
I don't think much of modern music, so basically that's what it all sounds like to me. So anyway, that I just, I want, you know, theater of the mind, I wanted to put you here. If you can't be here, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! A real American hero, James. He'd fit right in here. Yes. Yes, he would. Although, uh, I don't know, we wouldn't want to risk Cobra showing up and ruining the festivities today. Well, if the Islanders and Rangers behaved so well as they did, I think maybe Cobra would behave too. I mean, mm -hmm. we all want to play, right? You all, you, you want to get some time out on the deck? I do. I mean, of course we all do. I heard a rumor that you and I have some hockey sticks in the car. Yes. Just in case. Just in case. You never know. All right, and at this time, we are joined by a very special guest here at the Massapequa Lou Anthony Sports Complex, and that is Mr. Seb Gerritano. And for my money, he is the, I would say, mad scientist who has masterminded this entire deal. Am I over overselling you too much? Um, you know what, I have a few shekels left over. Yes, I'm involved. I, I've, I've actually dreamt about this. I've had a lot of sleepless nights, and I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me today. Well, thank Both you for inviting us to come down and be able to do the podcast from here. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks. So let, let me ask you, how did this how did this whole thing come about? I mean, we talked to Kelly a little bit uh, when we had him on the podcast about this whole thing and your involvement. The gentleman who is the managing partner of Deck Superstars is Sebastian Gerritano, who has put his life and soul into this endeavor. And he'll be the first to tell you he broke the bank on it, but it's a very good cause, uh, one of the best causes ever. And Rome wasn't built in a day, so that's kind of what I like to tell him all the time, you know? But from your perspective, how did you bring this deck hockey rank to this place in Massapequa? So about five years ago, we decided that uh, we, we realized that there's a definite need for some additional ball hockey facilities. And uh, so I started the undertaking of uh, starting to put together some ideas. And in Nassau County, it became almost impossible to do so just based on the lack of uh, space. So we obviously needed to focus on some other opportunity. We were trying to uncover every little stone possible. I noticed one spot in central Nassau County that had, I would say, 300 parking spaces. And the only person parking in that parking lot was the UPS guy having his lunch. <laughs> and, uh, and I think a tractor trailer would come by and they'd, they'd uh, pull a U-turn and uh, either back up. But their uh, executive body stated, well, you haven't done this yet. So, all right, so it, for me, it was once again another shot down, but uh, you know what, you, you keep on persevering. And uh, you know, I live in this community of Massapequa and I knew about this facility. I just didn't put two and two together. So I approached some of the police officers involved here and we really didn't even know each other. We knew each other in passing, just being uh, you know, neighbors to a certain extent, but a discussion presented itself. I got Kelly involved. We kind of talked a little bit about what was happening out in Phoenix, in the Sunbelt area. We kind of expressed to them that you know, we are highly interested in bringing a deck hockey programming into the community. 
My background isn't in deck hockey. It's it's not even in youth sports. It's in, in a completely different line of work. But the passion I have for hockey, I think, transcends with the concept of you know putting a ring together, some dashboards, a smooth surface, and basically calculating slots for kids to play in, as well as adults, to a point where a year ago we broke ground, and uh, as of you know September 2019. You know, on a glorious day that we have today, we're seeing kids, uh, you know, having a great time on the rink, inside and outside of it. In general, there's a lot of buzz about it. And you know what? I'm blessed and once again, grateful that I'm having this discussion today. Yeah, Seb, you know, Kelly was telling us you have something of a medical field background. And that's, that's you know, really important work that it seems like you were doing before. But I would argue that this youth sports initiative is also really important work. So I would say on both sides of the ball, you have been a huge contributor to society. So I, I want to thank you for that. Thank you very much. I mean, you know what? Look, at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's all about meaningful tasks and also, you know, legacy for myself and for my family. And I think for the most part, I know that the level of ball hockey across the country is increasing to the point where I knew that, you know, I wasn't the only one thinking about this. And I know you guys have been running a podcast now for a couple of years. And uh, certainly there are others, you know, across the country that have the same concept. They might have a league already. They're already in the process of doing games. I kind of did this a little bit unorthodox. I figured I built it. I'd partner with somebody. And yeah, my medical background, I still have that. I'm still uh, gracious for having that opportunity as well. And uh, at some point, you know, we'll see. If this becomes the main, main, main idea for me, then that's that's going to be the main idea. Well, Seb, you did say you had a lot of sleepless nights, but what I want to know is, have you finally awakened and found that your dream has been realized with this beautiful facility? Yes, I think, uh, you know, with the sun beaming down on us, you guys, us, you know, broadcasting from the scorekeeper's box here, you know, obviously, you know, the scoreboard, the kids are playing. I've realized that it's, you know, pinch me and <laughs> knock me out. I'm, I know it's here. It's physically up and going. You know, obviously, this is actually a great bullhorn to promote it. And we cherish the fact on growing it, you know, one session at a time. And I think uh, the more and more we have people involved here, we'll have more and more attentiveness and increased awareness of what we're doing. Well, now that the facility is open, what's next for Deck Superstars? How do you grow from here? Well, we're going to continue to market ourselves. We've designed a small pro shop. I've designed and actually implemented a, uh, a pro-style locker room. I have 14 stalls, similar to what you might find in, in the garden, mm. uh, all with deck superstar attire. My interest is to promote you know, youth parties, you know, have a deck hockey party, have 14 or 15 kids show up, maybe play a game, a small scrimmage, have the ability of getting together eat a couple of Stanley cupcakes and uh, and you know what understand and, and realize that you know a part of the game is also the continuity of being together you know in a locker room the locker room you know obviously it's not a changing facility but the locker room represents sure. a significance in what happens during game time and a lot of this understandably so you know deck hockey may not be as glamorous as travel ice or travel this but ultimately those children are also very important to us because they're the ones that are being either priced out or can't skate or they don't have the time or they they might have different socioeconomic standards going on that it's important to know that 
you know, seven out of 10 kids might not be playing some form of programmed ice hockey, that this is an alternative to them. And that it offers a tremendous amount of opportunity to become more and more involved with a game that is a phenomenal game. And it continues to be a phenomenal game. I mean, hockey itself in general is just one of the best things that ever happened to the world next to sliced American cheese. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. And plus, if you don't have a locker room, where is the coach going to give that impassioned speech at intermission That's, that rallies the troops to win the game? Well, we want to call the fourth period. We know <laughs> after the game, it's the location that people go to get together and have a bite to eat and, and, uh, and just celebrate for, for one reason or another. So now that you have the official launch, has there been any lead up to it yet? Or are you kind of looking to hit the ground running from now in well, terms of people signing up for we've, leagues? We've, and... we've had some interest by the 14, 17 year olds. We've had some interest with some adults and we're growing the interest with the 11 to 13 year old bracket. The five to seven year old and the eight to 10 year olds, there are more individuals that are signing up that are interested in the learn to play, which basically then allows us to plant the seed and uh, allow them to perhaps become a part of a team in the next session. So, you know, there's, there's a method to everybody's madness. N knowing that, uh, you know, the, that grouping is showing promise. It's also, it's a, it's a testament of what's to come. On the website too, we've noticed that you offer gear for the kids that as you're saying that um, right, all they need is a helmet and, and the shoes. Yeah, are. the typical equipment is uh, obviously it's important for safety. We want to keep kids playing, want them to make sure they go to school the following day. One of the things is that we're trying to put together a small pro shop, not necessarily compete with a pure hockey or compete with some of the major vendors out there. But you know, we're trying to find opportunities that'll offer a better price point rather than you know, somebody buying a Bauer 2S, uh, $200 stick. Yeah. You know, $100 stick for an adult, that's, that's acceptable. A $25 to $50 stick for a kid, that's where it should be. They, they really shouldn't be spending that kind of money. I mean, helmets and stuff like that, sometimes they come free by the vendors. They usually promote it. They'll try to promote their, through, through the Rangers, through the Islanders. We've seen that there's a tremendous learn to play outfit. They're giving away equipment because they want to see kids play. So I'm not trying to compete with the free stuff, but I'm also not competing with the expensive stuff. I'm, I'm trying to be as cost conscious with the single mom that's trying to, you know, pay her way for her child to be involved in a community style endeavor. And we already know that there are millions of kids out there that are being priced out because of higher costs of entry regarding, you know, whether it be equipment, whether they're paying for the ice Zamboni machine and they're paying for the chilling system. Ultimately, all of that is factored into what they pay to play for a travel ice organization. Travel ice organizations, you know, they're, they're, they're sensing that, you know, their bottom line is being squeezed and they have to constantly, you know, adjust their prices. Whereas with deck hockey, the pricing is pretty much standardized, you know, and there's really nothing that's changing. It's gonna change from today till tomorrow, other than a small electric bill. You know, the physicality of the dashboards and the, the surface, and the concept of playing and kids running around on it, all you need is just sneakers and you're, you're good to go. You guys know it. Yeah, and, and the full season that you offer, really, we, we could, you could check it out on the website and stuff like that. It's really extremely reasonable and extremely cost effective. I'm carrying items from Hagen Hockey, who's a outfit out of the Pittsburgh area. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've partnered with, I wouldn't say partnered, but you know, strategically partnered with uh, an individual who's involved in uh, ex-hockey products. And uh, they've actually allowed me to bring a small level of, of retail that wouldn't allow me to, so you know, with your Bowers and your CCMs, 
the cost of entry, the outlay to have a contract with the, the larger vendors is a little bit, sometimes not achievable by uh, small business owners. But knowing that the, um, you know, like Hagen Hockey, who's manufactured and put together some pretty decent equipment, I think uh, it's a testament of, of uh, the ability of, of getting quality products at a decent price point to allow the, the growth of deck hockey. You know, Milik has their position in the market as well. I know I'm plugging for everybody here nowadays, but- I, I know Hagen very well, as a matter of fact. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, there's some basic necessities. And, uh, you know, if somebody wants to spend the money on, on the expensive gear, that's great. But for those that don't, there is an alternative. So that's what we're just trying to really factor in into, into the scheme of things. And that's the benefit of having such an incredible surface to play on too, because even if you don't have the greatest stick in the world or a plastic blade or something, that thing is going to last a lot longer than when Gary and I were growing up playing on the street, turned into a toothpick after a few times playing. So yep, yep. that's another benefit you got there. Exactly. I played with a Canadian, with a Titan, mm -hmm. with, a, with a Coho. And, <laughs> and, and those days, you know, they were, you know, in the schoolyard, Playing in uh, in Queens, we'd go through sticks uh, in a heartbeat. My first stick was a Jaffa stick found on the side of the road. <laughs> My dad picked it up. It had a snap blade on it. I, we snapped the blade off of it. He went and he bought me a, a it was a dollar and something for a plastic blade. I remember standing over the stove, heating the blade, yep. bending it, <laughs> and you know what? It was one of the one of the most important part of my life mm. to have that hockey stick put into my hand so for for that that was also the driving force of, of deck hockey so you know what that that street hockey playing in the schoolyard until eight o'clock you know going home and doing your homework uh doing my paper out on my cryptos playing and then going to the schoolyard and panning up and putting on a pair of old coopers nice you know you know, it's 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 the love of hockey and you know the, yes there is a grassroots and I don't want to sound cliche, but ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, hockey is can be played on ball, can be played on roller, can be played on ice. And on, on this day, we're going to celebrate the deck. Seb, is the pro shop open yet? And uh, if not, when when can we expect it to be open? The pro shop was opened, uh, soft opening as of yesterday. Oh, we're going to start to pick up, you know, soft hours as we start to, to offer leagues and as as the leagues are are running we are going to be open as well okay well that's actually a good segue to talking about leagues now obviously you do have a youth hockey focus but are you also planning adult programs or is it going to be strictly youth hockey no we're planning a adult program as well so our adult, adult program although this being a facility that was built and designed and their bylaws represent you know youth sports they they understand that the parents of the kids in the community also have a, a strong desire to play. Sure. So they've they've acknowledged the fact that uh, you know adults are capable of enjoying this facility as well. Because if the adults are happy, the kids are going to be happy, <laughs> and it, it basically works hand in hand. So the adult league we're looking to start as early as the the, the week of the 16th, and uh, we basically are trying to accommodate the hours of 7 p.m. through 9 p.m as being you know, the three hour slots on a weekly basis, Monday through Friday, as being an opportunity to schedule in and bring in adult participation. So we have, we have a group of four at the moment, and a, this grouping of four is going to start the weekend of, of the, the September 16th, that week, 
All right, well, we thank you so very much for allowing us to come out here and do this and uh, introducing us all to the, the wonderful facilities here in Massapequa. So, Seb, if somebody is interested in coming out to the Lou Anthony Sports Complex and playing out here at this beautiful facility, how can they find out more about Deck Superstars? Well, if they go to the web, it's www.decksuperstars.com and there's a registration link. There's a listing of our available programmings that we have listed. There's uh, some information regarding future programming. And the website is actually being uh, designed. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a dynamic process. It's in its infancy. However, it's, it's there to, and it's going to, uh, it's going to evolve. Our website is in a similar state of being at the moment. So Understood. I can, I can relate. Uh, Seb, thank you very much for coming out and, and spending time with us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. All right. Well, enjoy and have a great rest of the day. Thank you very much. So long. So what happened at this point is we stopped the recordings and we continued to talk to Seb for a little while. And what unfolded from that is that Seb actually invited us to be a part of what I would call the uh, and and. This is really just me kind of it wasn't officially designated as such to my knowledge, but from, you know, just my logical deduction of events, James and I both got to be part of what I would consider the first official game out uh, on that deck rank in the Lou Anthony Sports Complex, the, the first deck superstars game out there. James was dragooned into running the scoreboard and uh, I actually wound up just through sheer confluence of events. Seb suddenly had to run off and take care of something. I was dragooned into dropping the puck, the very first face-off in a, a quasi-official game out there. So I will always have that to hang my hat on. And, uh, you know, that, that was a lot of fun. And then after that game, when, when the older kids came to play because that game that started up with some of the younger kids when the older kids came out james and i were invited to come out and uh you know shoot around and and actually test out the deck for ourselves so you know what happened was we we just we didn't do a proper wrap-up of the day's events there because we were having too much fun participating in them james what was your experience you know of the day on on the whole and specifically of getting to go out and try the deck. Thank you. Before I get into that, I just want to apologize to everybody that just listened. I was genuinely inviting you to go and check out the Lou Anthony Sports Complex. Obviously, you couldn't do it when that was recorded. But if you do get a chance in the future, please, in all seriousness, go check it out. It's in Massapequa, as we said a million times. It's not far away if you're in the uh, tri-state area or at least in the New York area. Brooklyn, Queens, especially, it, it's really uh, very easy to get to. Nice big parking lot, and it's an awesome, awesome place for kids to play baseball, basketball, and, of course, deck hockey. But, yes, to answer your question, American Rhino, the new rink was as advertised. Kelly K was not exaggerating at all. It's state-of-the-art. It was so much fun to play on, to be in. The boards were excellent. The, the, the puck reacted beautifully. And uh, even the sticks on the surface itself the, was true. The ball wasn't bouncing around or anything like that. Passes were crisp. If you And, and again, uh, you know, Gary, the goalie that he is, he went in net even without gear and still made some saves nonetheless, <laughs> despite uh, not having any uh, knee protection either. So you are a very brave man, American Rhino. 
Yeah, thank you, James. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I just, I on that point, not to interject too much, but I, I, I did actually, the spirit took me. I was shooting around and I was frustrated by the fact that I'm not a skilled shooter. So I decided to, you know, do what comes naturally to me. I had brought my goalie stick as well. And even though I didn't put on any pads or anything, I just went over and swapped my shooter stick for a goalie stick. And I went and I stood in front of the net and I decided to, you know, do what I do. And as you said, I wasn't wearing any gear. I I only had on my hockey gloves and, and my, you know, I was holding my goalie stick and I was trying to not go full out. Like I wasn't butterflying or anything. I was just, you know, but I did go down to a knee and drop down a, a few times. And I have to tell you, as much as I love that facility and as beautiful as that facility is, those plastic tiles on the surface are unforgiving. Like my knee still hurts, you know, and and if you drag your knee across that thing, it feels like a cheese grater just because of the the, the way the tiles are, you know, constructed with the, the tiny holes in all of them. And it's a great surface. It's a great surface for the sport. It, it you know the puck moves very well it the traction is is you know not like it's not sticky but you you can move very well on it i just i don't know man like kelly had said that it was designed to be a multi-sport facility including things like volleyball man i would not want to dig out <laughs> a ball you know i would not want to dive and dig out a ball on that surface that's just a recipe for pain yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, neither one of us really uh, geared up to play. And But uh, what I was saying before, for my defenseman instincts, uh, I didn't dive or block any shots. So I'm, I'm glad you, you gave me a heads up on that. So maybe we need to go back out and, and test that theory. But I did clear the puck a few times on the boards. And as a, again, as a defenseman, the first thing I always want to do, just in case we get in trouble or something or we need to clear the puck, is to test out doing so on the board. So if we're behind mm. your net or something like that, need to clear out, or even if we're deep in uh, the other zone and, and make a long pass to uh, one of our guys to get the offense going, the boards are very important and you have to mm. know how to use them properly. And they were true as well. And uh, it, that that's what I really enjoyed to see. So again, Kelly was, was as advertised, the, all the hard work, all of the research, went into an excellent, excellent deck facility. And if you have the chance, definitely go check it out. It's a lot of fun. I think that it would probably be good for uh, roller hockey too. As the American Rhino was saying with the surface, there are little squares, you know, they're hollow, but I think that it would probably be good to glide over with the uh, with the roller blades as well. But in terms for deck, it's sensational. And yeah, definitely we recommend if you do play full out like you're supposed to, and, and as the American Rhino and I try to every time that we play make sure you have your guards that's right make sure you have your proper gear (laughs) and helmets too that's actually part of the rules for uh the uh, lou anthony sports complex and and deck superstars for the leagues there and the uh, massapequa pal so that you do need helmets and and you do need shin guards and, and elbow pads and your own stick and obviously your own sneakers as well so they do want you to be well protected and if you don't have your own stuff they can supply it for you and uh, as Seb was saying, too, in our great interview with him, that they have a, a little facility there where you can buy stuff on site. So all in all, it was such a wonderful day. And just kind of to reiterate what we were saying throughout the afternoon, it really was such a picturesque day 
the uh, sun was was beautiful the weather was perfect it was nice and cool it wasn't too hot or anything like that so uh, hopefully that's just one day of countless of great days for the lou anthony sports complex and we had a blast and and we can't thank craig kelly and seb enough especially seb for his hospitality we really appreciate it and i hope it came through on the podcast itself because Gary and I were just uh, kind of like walking on air. It was really fantastic. It was. So final, James, final review of the facility. What do you think? Uh, I give it a full tap of the stick, all-star, Hall of Fame, top-notch. I love it, really. It was a thrill to be a part of it. And uh, if, if your child is interested in playing deck hockey, that's the place to go. All right. Thank you. And for myself. Four stars would cover again. It was a blast being able to broadcast from the scorers booth. And, uh, you know, I, I really, I hope we get the opportunity to do something like that again, not necessarily out there, although I, I wouldn't mind going back out there, but you know, all over. Cause it really was a fun time. It's a great facility, but just covering the event itself, James, I know I had a blast. I think you had fun. And I hope that came through from from, you know, the, the conversation that we had and, and what we were talking about when we were broadcasting from there. So, yeah, I, I would look forward to the opportunity to do something like that again. So, hey, if if you're not Seb and you're opening a new facility in, in our area, give us a shout and maybe we'll hit the deck. We'll come by and and, you know, tell everybody about your facility. And if you are interested in more coverage on the Lou Anthony sports complex and you know, you didn't get your fill from what you just heard, check out our Facebook page. We were live streaming from there. We got a couple of clips of just us up there as broadcasters, as quasi professional broadcasters. You can see us there in the scorers booth with the, the deck behind us. And if you are a Massapequa resident and it is important to you to be a part of this opening in some way and you weren't able to get down, we also live streamed the full opening ceremonies where Ron Greshner was there as well as a bunch of local important people from <laughs> uh, the Massapequa area. So if that's something you want to check out, it's right there. You can check it out. And so I think that's going to do it for, for this special edition of Hit the Deck. Uh, any parting words, James? Yeah, thank you. As you were going through that great litany and, and, and summary, I um, just wanted to personally thank the American Rhino for all that you did to make it happen, especially the beautiful banner, the Hit the Deck banner. It made us feel official and, and professional. I really thought that was an excellent touch, and thank you for supplying all the gear and setting up so quickly and having just a flawless day of broadcasting. So thank you. I, I know off air you get upset with that, but I do. Just, yes, and and you always know, say people don't need to know how the sausage is made and so on and so they forth. They don't. But I just really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, and I think the listener appreciates it too. All right. Well, thank you for lugging all that gear as well as myself out there, James. I, I appreciate you making the trip from Brooklyn. No problem. All right. Well, you know, all that being said, I guess we'll catch you guys next time for another edition of Hit the Deck. And until then, remember, it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I can hear you. I can't hear me. Oh, well, I can hear you and okay, I can also hear me. All right. That sounded silly. You can take that out. I'm going to stop this now.